Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. We figured since we've got a bit of spare time on our hands, we'd interview some of our fave celebs and influential figures in the beauty industry and share those interviews with you. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when a bonus episode drops. So today's guest is a very exciting one, a very glamorous one. Today we are speaking to Melbourne's premier drag queen herself, Art Simone. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, how are you? Ah, hello. (laughs) You look amazing. I wish everyone could see you right now. I am the queen of natural beauty. That is me. (laughs) For those listening, um, you know, I've got the wet look hair, just fresh out of the ocean. Um, My freckles. The showing and just a little bit of mascara, which is all I'm about, really. <laughs> and I'm loving the the wig wall behind you. That's amazing. That's an awesome collection of wigs you've got there. Thank you. Behind me is my backup dancers. They're ready to go at the drop yeah. of a hat. They will be mentating you throughout this. Uh, and I'm just so excited they're here. They've got me back, haven't they? You got it, girls? Yeah, they're good. <laughs> We're just staring at like mannequin heads with wigs. (laughs) (laughs) We were just chatting before we started recording um, about what you've been up to while Melbourne's been very deep in lockdown and you were still doing a lot of virtual events and things, which is so good to hear. But if any of our listeners don't know you by name, they probably know you from that hold on to your boa, babe, Amy ad that you start in. Can you tell us how you discovered drag and what you what drew you to it? Yeah, well, it was makeup. I, I was really, really into makeup throughout high school when I was like 13, 14, 15. But my secret kind of like way to get to buy makeup and play with it is I was really into horror movies. So I tell my mum, I need it for a horror look because I'm doing horror movie stuff. Oh, I'm going to be a zombie. Oh, I'm going to be a skull. Yeah, that's why I need the eyeliner. Um, But then (laughs) unbeknownst to her, on top of all the scary makeup I was doing, I was putting big lashes and lipstick on and, and, and living the dream. So it really started there. And then as soon as I left high school, I started doing drag full time. I started at a place called Dracula's Cabaret in Carlton and really kicked off there. So it was makeup that got into me because I just loved getting to be someone different every single day. It's so fabulous. Mm. Yeah, we always talk about how makeup's such an outlet for creativity and just having fun and enjoying it. And you mentioned that your mum didn't know at the time that you were doing drag makeup. At what point did you actually say to her, no, I actually really love doing makeup and this is what I want to do? Yeah, I think it was a bit of an organic way it happened and it also started, she did gave, gave me the first, like, step in that she bought me tickets to see Ro- the Rocky Horror Show at the Comedy mm. Theatre. She's like, I think you might like this. So then that was my way in because I was like, oh, I'm doing a Frankenfurter look. I'm doing Frankenfurter. And, like, because you, you said I'd like it, I'm allowed to do that. And then it just, it was just very organic from there and she she I'd take lots of photos and put them up online and she kind of saw it through that way. And I don't think we ever had like a full conversation about like, I'm doing drag makeup because I love it. <laughs> um, I just kind of, of did it. We, the only time we had to have like a similar conversation was when I wanted to drop out of uni to be a full-time drag queen because I, um, I was studying like fine art photography and I was like, I don't want to be in uni anymore. I want to be a star. Um, you know, which is- <laughs> hey, you became one. 
I know. <laughs> see, see. Well, that's what that's what she said. She's like, well, you better be one. Um, oh. And look at me now. So, <laughs> tough love works. <laughs> Did you actually train professionally in makeup? I'm looking at your makeup now, and I'm like, uh, there's no amount of practice that could get me to that point. <laughs> No, it was all self-taught, especially to like early days. YouTube was really helpful. Mm. Um, but the good thing when I, I started working at Dracula's and I was there for five or six nights a week and that was my real practice time. But all went to sh- it didn't matter because I was, uh, I'd passed off as being like, oh, I'm spooky. Ooh, just put some blood on it. And it was fine. And now I've just swapped that technique. And instead of blood, I put glitter on everything if it goes badly. So. <laughs> you also appeared on a recent season of The Bachelor. You were a guest, not as a contestant, but we would really love to see that. And you spoke to one of the contestants about confidence. So how has your own confidence developed as a drag artist and performer? Uh, early days, I used drag and makeup and that as an armour to uh, give me the confidence to be able to go out and perform and be loud and be boisterous because naturally it's quite a common occurrence with other drag performers that when we're out of drag, we're quite subdued and introverted and we don't like attention. And it was this great armour I could put on to like get to express that side of my personality but over the years, my, I feel like I've had to grow in more confidence because although I've got this full face of makeup on and I've got all these things, people look at me in a different light now and they expect more from me. And people also will reveal more about themselves to me because I look like this. And I need to be really sure in myself so I can pass that extra confidence and energy onto other people as well, which you've got a bit of a front, but if anything, these days I'm more raw and more myself when I'm covered in all of this than when I'm not, because when I'm not, I'm just shut down, sitting in a corner being like, don't stare at me. Don't look at me. I'm hideous. Look away. Um, so, yeah, it's really developed and changed over the years. Yeah. And speaking of makeup, a lot of trends like contouring and baking actually originated from drag makeup. And as we've discussed, you're obviously very talented now, but do you look back at some of those first looks and wonder like how you left the house or how you performed in that makeup? See, the horrible thing with my life is that I have documented every single face I've ever done. I have a picture of every single wow. bit of makeup. I um, love that. And it, some of those early ones are just horrendous. Like I remember when I was still learning about contouring and I was like, all right, so you need like a line down your nose. Beautiful. But for some reason, I'd bring the line down my nose and then it'd go past my nose and then go down here, the front, and then in between my two nostrils. There's just lots of questionable things. But the thing is, I look at my makeup from last week and I go, oh, I look at my makeup from yesterday and I go, oh, because um, I'm always looking to improve and to better myself. And that's another reason why I take lots of photos of my makeup because, you know, as you said, like makeup trends evolve and so does my face, um, thanks to my injector. But, uh, you know, I really... (laughs) Uh, Here, here. (laughs) So I've got a different face to play with quite often. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, that's one thing about me is that I'd never, I never look the same. Um, and that also keeps me motivated and inspired and excited to sit in front of a mirror every day. I can't stand the, the performers that have like their set face that they always look like. And they almost seem like 
grumpy to have to sit down and slap it on. Whereas I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, let's sit down. Let's put some music on. Oh, I've got a drink. Let's do it. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's why I end up taking like four hours sometimes, but it's worth it. So <laughs> Hannah doesn't know how I take two hours to do my hair and makeup. And I don't. Now you can probably see why, Hannah. Yes, <laughs> oh. I can. I love taking the time. I love having a tune on, have a drink there. Be creative, get a new palette out. It's, yeah. it's fun. I enjoy just taking my time. What would the average time it would take you to do a full look? Is that a four-hour a four job? Well, yeah. So just like that, it's like, uh, as I said earlier, like I'm quite introverted. So it does take a lot of energy for me to step out on stage or in a room of people and yeah. be everyone's best friend. So that getting ready process is really integral for like recharging my batteries. Mm. If I want to walk out and be fully confident, happy and relaxed and ready to hit the hit the stage four hours but that's including showering and shaving makeup wig in costume mm. out the door I can get ready in an hour you don't want to mm. meet me when I've gotten ready in an hour because <laughs> I'm a complete <laughs> bitch but <laughs> but yeah on average like makeup time is around two hours two and a half hours um, but the full process is a good good four hours but then trust that I'll be the happiest uh, little drag queen You'll see. Do you have as many palettes as you have wigs behind you? <laughs> so you're sitting on my makeup desk at the moment and there is, there's just like a bookshelf filled with so many palettes. Oh, I would love to see that. <laughs> my, fa- my favourite thing is just to be like, oh, I forgot I had that. Let's try that today. I've used like every single eyeshadow except for like one and a half. And I'm like, but I like that one. I can't get rid of it. I like, and I could decant mm-hmm. it, but then I'll break it. So no, I've got to keep the full palette. So. Yeah. <laughs> we see standard makeup trends change a lot over the space of a few years. A drag makeup trends the same do different looks come and go yeah yeah completely and the evolution of drag has sped up so so much faster than what it used to because of the age of social media and television shows like rupaul's drag race because drag queens are are skyrocketed and put on such a large platform a lot quicker for a lot more people to see so it seems to be all of our trends are really based around the queens that become really popular on on Drag Race. I remember for one season, it was all about having like three PC bottom lashes on, on underneath your eye makeup. Or for a while, it was like the strokes in your eyebrow. Things do come and go, and it seems to be really popularised by what people see on that that show, which is great. Although the only negative is that it's starting to like, we used to all be so individual and everything, but now everyone's styles and techniques are really kind of meshing into a very similar aesthetic, which is becoming like an industry standard, which is good and all, but I really miss the days. Like, I love a busted drag queen that can rock it. Like, uh, unfortunately, audiences seem to think they're like an expert on what drag makeup should be because they've seen shows and what they're like, well, you don't have the strokes in your eyebrows. Well, you're not doing drag. So that's one thing that I like to do whenever I can is I like to push the world of makeup or try something different or have some fun. Have some fun. Mm, Yeah. You're making me really nostalgic because I used to wear a lot of glitter when I was younger and I... Uh, I'm going to do more of that. I like loved like full pink glitter eye makeup and it was just 
fun. It was like a fun thing to do, even if you were just going to like a bar. And the best thing is you get a full exfoliating scrub when you take it off. So. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you know the thing, there's a meme about glitter is that if you use glitter, you like either have to burn the house down yeah. or move. Mm. Like there's yeah. no yeah. other option. It never escapes. Yeah, do you have to buy a new vacuum cleaner every month? Oh, I wish. I wish. Luckily, my um, housemate is so used to glitter that he doesn't care anymore. But um, like you Lucky. know, I can I can never get rid of all of it, and I'll sometimes be out like with a friend at lunch, and they'll be like, "You've got glitter on your face." I'm like, "I'm a drag queen for goodness sake! Of course, I've got glitter on my face." Jeez. Uh, so you mentioned that in some instances, a lot of drag queens are kind of meshing into the same look. So I want to ask two questions. Firstly. What has been your most iconic look of all time? And secondly, how do you differentiate yourself in a market that's maybe becoming more popular these days? Okay. Now, when you say look, are we saying head to toe, costume, wig, makeup? Or yeah. You, yeah. I yeah. Reckon. The whole vibe. I think yeah. to me, my most, most iconic, and it's the one I had the most fun with, I was doing an appearance at RuPaul's Drag Con in New York last year. And I did, we called it the green screen look. And it was this full neon green, head to toe, Hunger Games-esque, Elizabethan, modernistic, like, outfit I'd made. My friend made with me. And the, the exciting thing, the reason I wanted to do it is because I then posted a video where I'd, like, I was the green screen. So I'd green screened myself out and it was just my head floating, like, through the crowd, <laughs> along the wall. And the people just went nuts for it. It was so <gasps> fabulous. And because it's during the day as well. So walking out on the street with in UV neon green day glow was just a full moment. It was a full yeah. moment. I think that was the most fun. I used to, to, to a high degree, I was really known for like my eclectic and different makeup looks. And I really tried to, mm-hmm. to push the boundaries in that way. Unfortunately, over the years, I've, I've, I've become more popular and I've had to kind of generalize my aesthetic a bit more, dare I say, become a little bit more corporate because some events you can't show up with 12 eyeballs glued to your head <laughs> as much as I'd love to, or being like, you know, bright, bright blue and being like, hello, I'm here for your birthday party. But that's where I used to. But I think now more than anything, I differentiate my aesthetic with just having a goddamn good personality, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, Makeup can do a lot, but I think where I stand out and what people really fall in love with is getting to know the glamorous bogan that is me, um, which is... Glamorous bogan <laughs> is an excellent term. Oh, I, love I actually that. loved that that video of you sitting at the bus stop. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that. that was so good. I sometimes like to think of myself, like, if I was to be any kind of footwear, I'm a sequined Ugg boot, you know? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm comfortable and toasty, a little bit feral. You can wear me out the house, but you don't really want to. But I'm also glamorous and showy, you know? <laughs> Um, So we've got to talk about skincare because you actually buy some of your skincare from Adore. Tell us, what do you use? And I'm assuming a decent oil cleanser would have to be in there. Oh, my goodness. We need every (laughs) single bit of oil on my face to get all of this off. Yeah, well, I, I was really bad with skincare for so long and it wasn't until my housemate for Christmas like bought me a whole bunch of skincare and I was like, oh, wait, this is what I meant to be doing. Um, <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, like, I'm a bit of a cheap person, so I love all of the ordinary stuff. So I use yeah. the ordinary mm. oil cleanser for my makeup, and that's, you got your hyaluronic acid, you got your buffet <laughs> thingy, my bob. And I love all the little <laughs> droppers. It's, I feel so glamorous when I'm like, mmm, Oh, my caffeine <laughs> solution before I get ready. Oh, I look so plump. Look at me. And then I've got another cleanser that I, I get from Adore as well. ASAP or something. I don't know. It's ASAP. That one. Yeah. I've yes. got that one. Yeah, I live by it. And it wasn't until my housemate that he's like, you need to get on some retinol, please. Get on some yeah. retinol in the evening when you can. He <laughs> sounds like a good roommate. Yeah. I did want to ask you about the wig collection behind you because I have never worn a wig before, but since TikTok has come about, I've seen so many wig application tutorials on TikTok. How hard is it to actually apply a wig to make it look semi-natural? Yeah, look, I wouldn't say any of my wigs are in the realm of looking natural. (laughs) I'm very... I'm very based in the world of unnatural beauty, but wigs aren't too hard. It's just learning how to care and and work around. Obviously, the most popularised and most realistic ones are lace front wigs. Mm. It's easy, but it's time consuming. But, you know, it depends what you want the end product to be. Yeah, see, my my wigs are all kind of helmets now, so... (laughs) I'm I'm kind of like a Lego man where you just pop off the head and put a different one on, so... (laughs) I like to think of all my wigs as helmets. Like I could definitely do some motocross or um, <laughs> some rollerblading. I'm really into sports. Um, you know, stuff like tell. that I could yeah. do with my hair. <laughs> <laughs> what is next for you after this whole lockdown period? Obviously events are happening again. You work a lot of events and you do a lot of performances. So what is next on the horizon for Art Simone? Yeah, well, I'm really excited to be getting back out there. Christmas time, lots of fun events and things. I'm finally back with my venue, Piano Bar, that I've been running drag entertainment at for like five years. And we've got Geelong and Ballarat and Bendigo and Colac and we're relaunching all of those. They're opening up slowly. But the most exciting thing for me is my show that's out at the moment um, that launched last Friday called Highway to Heal that comes out every Friday at 10am on WOW Presents Plus, which is kind of like a Netflix or Stan, but it's like a streaming service for own, like it's all drag related content. So you got all your drag races oh, on cool. there, but there's lots of docos and uh, movies and things as well. And it's a, a show that I where I get to spotlight and showcase Australian drag talent because I've been so lucky where I've had lots of opportunities and been able to go out there and show myself off. So I like to share that with other people. So there's a whole bunch of episodes where each week I've got a different fabulous performer on screen showing off their talents. Um, so it's very exciting. Exciting. Very exciting. And I make them do lots of stupid stuff because I'm a bitch. So <laughs> there's, there's one more dress. So it's all based out of my car when we're driving to a gig is the premise of it. But yeah, I I make them get up to some different challenges every week. So one of the poor drag queens, her challenge was to cook a three-course meal on the the drive down using only the, like, cigarette lighter power outlet thing. And I tell you, she did it. She did it. There's lots of crazy adventures, and I think everyone's going to really love it. It's... Tom yeah. Foolery at its finest. We'll definitely look out for it. And lastly, I, I need to know what's your go-to song to perform? Yeah, look, my when I'm performing, it's all about 
what the crowd wants. I used to be a really self-indulgent performer where I was like, well, that's what I want to do. I'm feeling this emotion and I really want to emerge it. I don't care if you like it. Whereas now I'm such a bloody people pleaser. I just want to make people smile. Because <laughs> if they're having a good time, then I'm having a good time. Um, so I would say my most performed and best go-to that gets everyone up and clapping is absolutely everybody by Vanessa Amorosi. Oh, yes! A true, a true classic, a good boo track and uh yeah it's one of my one of my absolute favorites because everyone just gets into it i just love it i just love it <laughs> well i'm actually quite tempted to book you out simone for just a dinner to hang out with hannah and i because this has been really fun <laughs> yes we'll have to come and see for sure We're- for sure you can either catch me down in geelong in ballarat or in melbourne at one of the venues along smith street Amazing. I'm, I'm very there very often um, or on your screen. Awesome. Well, if you missed uh, Simone's own plug, you can watch her on Highway to Heal streaming now on Wow Presents Plus, or you can find her on Instagram where she's very, very entertaining at R-T-I-S-T underscore artist. Or you can just search out Simone and then I'll pop up. Yeah, there. that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today. It's been so much fun chatting to you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.